Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Hey there, it's Album for the Day. I'm John E. This is Jay. And we were thinking about doing something a little different Mm -hmm. because we love America. Oh, that's right. And there's 50 states in this great land. And we're going to put our patriot pants on, and we're going to bring you a little bit from every state, because there's music in every state in this great land. And we're here for the whole ride. So we're going to go state by state, bringing you some of the best bands, some of the best albums that we've heard. Uh, We're going to bring it to you. So buckle up, Buttercup. Jose, can you see? (laughs) Here we go. Album for the day today brings you another state of the music. Mm-hmm. We're over halfway. Did you know that? We are. We're at uh, 27, 28, 29. Something like that. Ish, whatever. We'll figure it out. It's over half. Yeah, definitely. I'm screwing with my math. Yeah. So, today we're doing New Hampshire. Hampshire. Live free or die. Live free or die. Die. Dude, it's not some like unofficial. It's on the license plate. It's a, yeah. All of them. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. I think it's the greatest license plate. For being in the a country. little tiny little state, that's some big brass balls right there. Big old, big old hootin' nanny balls. You guys do what you want. The other 49 of you, yeah. Whatever what, you want. What we're going to do over here in New Hampshire, we're going to live free. Or we're going to die. We're going to hell fod and you're going to like it. <laughs> I love it. You New Hampshireans. Oh, Ronnie James Dio, you special treasure. Uh, possibly one of the greatest heavy metal treasures of all time. You can go, you can go, to, like, go, to, go to Jack Black and just say, hey... Who's your favorite singer of all time? Jack Black would not have done any Jack Black stuff were it's it not, not even, for. It's not a hesitation. Tenacious D would not have existed. It's like that movie Yesterday when they yeah. take the Beatles away yep. and only Pepsi exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. Yep. Ronnie James Dio. You can rip on him all you want. And I everybody's mean, like, He's pretty oh, rippable. Yeah. He's pretty rippable. Yeah, because he's this little tiny guy who has big puffy hair. And he sounds ten times his stature. Dude, the voice that comes out of that guy. You just sit back going, what? It's like the first time you hear the toadies. And then you realize how tiny that he is. And you're like, ooh, okay. That came out of that guy? Okay. Great job, Faden. What? And and Ronnie James Dio is the exact same way. And he's got the... and this is what I've heard, and there's a lot of I've heard stories about Ronnie James Dio, that he invented the rock and roll devil horns, where it 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 came a thing with him, and it, you know, and he did it at a show. My and all argument that. is, and it, it it yeah. My argument is, the story I heard said he popularized it. That's about the so same thing. The thing is, it could have been some pud in Omaha. Yeah. But we'll never know that yeah. because like, Ronnie James Dio was doing it. Yeah. And it's also like the invention of the high five no, in that's baseball. Pinned down. No, that's pinned down. 
that is absolutely pinned down. As Go look at first ESPN did a documentary about about it. the first person to ever give a high five. Yes, versus the first person to ever give devil horns. Do you know who was half of the first high five? Me, Dusty Baker. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. When he played for the Dodgers, yeah. it happened because there were four guys that were about to break some home run milestone, and it was like the last or next to last game of the season, and. Boom! There it was. Look at it. We're all at 20 or whatever it was. And so Dusty Baker was on deck, and dude comes... Running up? No, Dusty Baker hit the home run. And he comes back, and the guy on deck just... They just, like, held their hands up and... (laughs) Didn't really know what to do, but they did it. Yep. And um, And that's... Here it is. Forever. Huh. Well, speaking of high fives... G.G. Allen. Praise. <laughs> there is nothing, nothing in praise that G.G. Allen, G.G. Allen wouldn't even want us to say praise. Especially since he changed his name from Jesus Christ Allen from to Kevin Michael. G. Where the hell did G.G. even come from? That's the whole beautiful You went from thing. Jesus Christ Allen to Kevin Michael Allen. I still just don't see it. Sounds cool, man. And it's Yeah, that's what your dad rent. said it's, when he dropped the JC on you. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> JC to GG. Well, that sounds cool. JC to GG, that's probably that's probably where they got it. So I'm I actually just say the guy's unique. He's Ooh. done a lot of horrible horrible things he on would, stage. He would defecate on stage. Assault audience members. Yes. For which he was arrested on multiple occasions. And they would assault him at every show because it was what you do at a G.G. Allen show. And it was what he wanted. It's what he wanted. Uh, Clearly, a lot of drugs. Clearly, a lot of things. Um, Not just punk rock, also spoken word, country, and more traditional rock. Yeah, and there are multiple documentaries made about G.G. Allen um, that are... Because he died at 36. Which was... He was born in 1956 and died in June of 93 at 36. And it is surprising that he made it that long. It really is. In all honesty. It's a wonder he didn't join the 27, um, 28 club. Yeah, 27 club. Um, but he wouldn't be uh, a breath on the 27 club for his... He was just... He's a shock rock. Um, and a... I mean, if you're going to take a crap on stage, clearly you're not in the same vein as Robert Johnson... Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, you're not you're not you're not in now, that let's category. Not say you're not in the same vein. You are shooting for something different. They than shot all the same those. you they shot the same thing in their vein. Maybe you could say that. That's possible. So uh, let, let's point out though, like before we, you know, keep shoveling. Yeah. That uh his family lived in a log cabin with no running water or yes. electricity in Groveton, New Hampshire. His dad was an abusive religious fanatic who threatened his family with death 
digging graves in their cellar yeah. and threatening to fill them in the near future. Yeah. This is what I don't he grew even up need with. to continue with that because... That's the most horrifying shit of all time. That's much. horrifying. That's horrifying. As a child, to grow up with the threat of death, you wonder why he did not care about life? That's the reason why, folks. I mean, I, I said let's stop. I didn't really mean that. Yeah. He uh, wrote an essay called The First Ten Years... And wrote that his dad wanted to kill his family in a murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. He despised pleasure and allowed his family very little contact with others. They lived a primitive existence and were more like prisoners than family. Yeah. He stated his mother attempted to escape before she filed for divorce, but his dad stopped it by kidnapping him. <laughs> He said he was glad to experience such an upbringing and that it made him a warrior soul at an early age. I I am not a medical professional, but I'm just going to say this. It. You can value the experience without trying to normalize it. Yeah, no, that's. That's not appropriate. That's a. That's a. Ooh. Years. Years and years of therapy would not have brought him out of it. And it doesn't he, make him a warrior. And his brother, uh, who was a uh, was a member of the Murder Junkies, was the name of the band that Gigi Allen toured with, his brother is still alive, and he grew up in the same environment, and like, there are stories that he has on, mo- and again, multiple documentaries made, and it is Let me say surprising. This. Let me say this. Yeah. That's a lot of effed up S. Yes. But let me say this. Yeah. Gigi Allen chose not to overcome. No. I'm going to point out someone who did mm. choose That's to a, overcome. I like that. Dave Navarro. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that Dave Navarro watched his mother get murdered in front of him, yeah, you need to know that. His yeah. music says it. And this guy's music says his upbringing, <clears throat> too. But at the same time, Dave was like, you know, if I glorify that, that makes it bad. I wouldn't say necessarily makes it bad. Um, but... Yeah, it, it yeah, it, that's something that's absolutely fucking horrible. And it's terrible. and and Jane's addiction like that name alone you're already getting borderline there. That 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 band was one of the icons of the era where uh, you know every member of that band not only did that Amazingly, but did something else amazingly. Yeah. Um, you know, there was porno for pyros. Perry Farrell, gotta be in my top 100 weirdest people of all time. Gender aside. Uh, and I'm sure he'd like it that way. But, yeah. Speaking of fantastically bizarre people, 
uh, John Spencer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. John Spencer, the blues explosion. Um, unbelievable. Hanover, New Hampshire. Um, and... The album that I love the most that John Spencer did with the Blues Explosion, we 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 actually did an album. Uh, uh, it was called Orange. We did an episode about it. But there's also an album that he did with R.L. Burnside called Ass Pocket of Whiskey. Uh, that is unbelievably good. Um, and if you want to hear a dude who's just like, man, I can't believe I'm in the room with this guy. And like, they have so many outtakes of him just like, Hey, RL, tell me about this. And RL's like, huh? What are you talking about, boy? We're going to do some blue. And it's like, and they just do this call and back and like they, dude, ass pocket of whiskey, John Spencer crushes it and he really brings out the life of an old timey blues artist on a new blues album and I love it the thing about it is I feel like to some degree John Spencer is the new messenger of the blues and I say that somebody's gotta be he's doing it and he's respecting the past while he's doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, how are yeah. you not okay with that? Yeah. I mean, we I, saw John Spencer Blues I, Explosion yeah. start off a new year. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And uh, that was awesome. That was an amazing, I think that was the Acme tour. Yep. And uh, if you want to call it that, it was really, he did a lot more kind of individual New Year's Eve kind of. Mm -hmm. Uh, special stuff but that's the thing when you're kind of blues based blues is based in improvisation yeah so you may never play the same thing again no No, I think he kind of relishes that exactly yeah yeah. he's all about that and I mean and and the thing about it as well is that I mean Buddy Guy is the last man standing as far as the old you know guys you know, ATM buddy at the moment. Yeah, and and John and Spencer's but and John Spencer is 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 holding the candle because he learned from the people, the Kimbros and all those That's guys. The thing, is he took yeah. the old and yeah. he's adapted it because mm-hmm. the old will not, it won't sustain no the way it is. No, no, definitely not. Like it's gotta, you've got. You can get people involved in the old stuff, but you got to grab their attention somehow. Yeah. And without some sort of a bridge there. I think John's... It's just kind of a... He's authentic to a point where 
we won't realize. Mm. I mean, when we saw him do New Year's Eve, that was a couple decades ago. That's 20 years ago. And um, and it was amazing. Just seeing what he's done now and looking back, don't tell me you understood what we saw at the time the way you do now. <laughs> no, uh-uh. it was it was a uh, blind fury at the time. You know what it was? It was living free mm. or dying. <laughs> he was just taking New Hampshire and wrapping it up in a ball and shoving it down Nashville's throat. Some people throat. have like a, a a lyric prompt down there on the stage. Yeah. Incognito. He just, he just has discreet. a license plate. He just has a license plate. Mm-hmm. Remember where you came from, John. Mm-hmm. I love how he's been involved in other people's bands, too. Mm-hmm. Boss Hog, Heavy Trash, Pussy Galore. Uh-huh. Dude, if you can be involved in a band named after a Bond girl... Well, there it is. That's got to be on the bucket list. Yeah. It's Most people be. don't get to do that. No. Uh, 99.9999999% of people have never been in a band named after a Bond girl. It's one of those unicorn wishes that John you, Spencer has, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why we're saying he's breaking new ground. Uh huh. It's amazing. So, Ray LaMontagne. Oh, Ray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with Ray. I mean, I don't have a problem with him. I mean, he has eight studio albums, um, all of which are successful. All of them. Do you know what I remember about Ray LaMontagne? His daddy's name? No. Oh, okay. What was that? Louis. Louis LaMontagne? Did he play softball or was he a gangster? Dude, I bet. <laughs> he was a o- he was a OG, dude. He was a gangster and on the softball team? He was a OG, dude. Yeah. I love how critics have said Ray LaMontagne reminds them of Otis Redding, Ryan Adams, Beck, Pink Floyd, the band, Van Morrison, Nick Drake, and Tim Buckley. I'm like, could you get a broader swath there? That's just, I don't, I couldn't see any of those people. Otis Redding? No. What? Nope. I'm sorry, but no. Ray LaMontagne is just like, trouble, 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 trouble. So what I remember and he's is a great that singer. was in a, like, ASPCA commercial. Yeah. I mean, dude, great. He He's a good singer. And, like, the thing I remember about him is uh, 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 he's playing at the Ryman and... Um, he tells everybody in the crowd, he was like, hey, all right, I get it. You know my song. I love that you know my song, but I want you all to just shut up and let me sing it because it's my song. And I want you to be quiet and listen to me sing my song. And if you can't do that, you need to leave. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm sitting there in the crowd. And I was like, 
Boy, this dude's got some brass balls. Did you said that was at the Ryman. I was at the Ryman. That reminds me of when Rufus Wainwright stopped playing in the middle of a song because some guy on the front row, God knows how much he paid for that ticket. Yeah. Not only didn't have his phone on silent and it rang, he answered the phone and starts talking oh my God. in the middle of a song. Rufus stopped playing and was like, hey, hey, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you. What are you right doing? Right there. Oh, my and God. And the guy was so embarrassed, he never came back. No, why would you? He it's left. ridiculous. Thank God. Yeah. And the whole crowd erupted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Live free or die. Live free or yeah, die. Yeah, Ray was born in Nashua. Mm-hmm. He also lived in Utah. Mm-hmm. And Maine. Mm-hmm. So good for you. That's a lot of different places. Did you uh, did you happen to look up anything about uh, Connie Converse? Not a bunch. All right. So Connie Converse uh, was had a random successful music career started, and then from the state of New Hampshire disappeared. In 1974, completely disappeared. So, her first album was in 1954, then disappeared. And then her family starts sending, said that they were getting letters from her saying, I had to disassociate from the music industry, but we can never talk again, and blah, 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 blah. Like, this is... Let me go. Let me be if I uh, can. Dude. Let me not be if I can't. This should be a straight-up Netflix series of, like, what happened... What actually happened to Connie Converse? Well, it says that um, she included a check and a request that Philip make sure that her health insurance was paid for and in good standing for a certain amount of time following her departure. Right. But for him to cease paying the policy on a certain date. Yeah. She was supposed to go on an annual family trip to the lake, but by the time the letters were delivered, she had packed everything Mm -hmm. in her beetle and driven away. And by her packed it in a beetle, meaning that she got put in the trunk of a car and was buried... In some, uh, dude, I'm telling you. Something. Someone told her brother Philip that they had seen a phone book listing for Elizabeth Converse mm-hmm. in either Kansas or Oklahoma, but he never pursued the lead. Hmm. Yeah, why would he when he murdered her? I'm just going to throw that tidbit out there. Well, 10 years after she disappeared, the family hired a PI, and the PI told the family, even if he did find her, it was her right to disappear, and he could not simply bring her back. P.I. found out she was dead. After that, the family respected her decision to leave and ceased looking for her. Yep, she's dead. It's the craziest thing ever. It's crazy. What? 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 That's Where is Connie Converse? Hashtag, I need to know. 
Hit us up at album <laughs> number four of the day. At if you know anything about Connie Converse. Hang on, hang on. Robert Stack voice. Uh-oh. If you know anything about Connie Converse, please hit us up at album the number four of the day at gmail.com. Only you can bring us justice. Ooh, that was good. That was good. Speaking of justice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Speaking of justice, the shags. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going to go. Doing anybody any justice to any music. I, I, I find this the most funny, the funniest band of all time. Oh. Kurt, Kurt Cobain, uh, uh, Frank Zappa, so many bands and people said that this was the most influential band of their careers because it was pure music. All right? Authentic. Authentic, pure music. So the Shags were three sisters. This is widely considered the worst album of all time. Go listen to it, because holy crap, it really is bad. But it's three sisters who were basically forced, like, uh, the Jacksons into music. And the Beach Boys. And the Beach Boys. But they did not necessarily have a proclivity to music. They were just three random girls. You go play go basketball. Play this. And they were like, okay. So they just started. She just played the drums and she played the guitar and she played the bass and they made songs about their cats and they literally sang about their day. And it is wow. 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 Now, if you ever see their record, an LP, buy it. Because it's worth a lot of money now. But, holy banana boat. It is an experience. So, speaking of an experience, recycled percussion. Mm. Mm -hmm. They're now based in Laconia, New Hampshire, but they formed in Goffstown, New Hampshire. Yeah. Justin Spencer... Formed the band in 95 for a high school talent show. Mm-hmm. But instead of just doing something normal, he was playing the buckets because he saw somebody in New York City in the subway doing mm-hmm. that. And he added Busking. more instruments to it and expanded on that idea. And so he specialized in using recycled materials to build instruments. Well, there you go. They took off in 99. They were featured on the cover of USA Today. Well, there it is. And they started touring the country. They toured the country for 10 years until they made their debut on season four of America's Got Talent. They auditioned with hundreds of acts and became the then highest placed non-singing act to ever compete in the series' history. Wow, there you go. 
They lost that distinction a year later. Afterward, they began to work with Jerry Springer on a live version of America's Got Talent. They spent three months at Planet Hollywood in Vegas and one month performing the live show at the MGM Grand Foxwoods in Connecticut. R.I.P. Jerry Springer. I hear you. Hmm. So, I guess, from Jerry Springer, I guess the next clear leap that we have to make is the dropkick Murphys, right? Sure. Drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and fight. Right? So, Al Barr, uh, New Hampshire uh, icon. Um, if you've not heard the Dropkick Murphys, they are, I mean... Then you've never had your butt kicked. You've never, you've never had St. Patty's Day like in a punk rock environment because that's what they are. They are the Irish selling band that is like Flogging Molly but from Boston. Flogging but, Molly but violent. But violent. Yeah, ish. I like it. Ish. Street street fighting. The word drop kick is in the name, yeah. Elkins. Yeah. Street street fighting flogging Molly. It's like we made a game out of it. <laughs> yeah. You mm-hmm. can't get your ass kicked this way, but the other way, it's pretty certain. Yeah, yeah. You know who we left out? Who? Also from Nashua, New Hampshire. Mandy Moore. Ooh. Yep. Mandy Moore, um, she sang on the Tangled soundtrack for Disney. Um, and you know what? I am not mad at Mandy Moore. She's got a great voice, and she did an excellent job uh, navigating being an early pop star um, and being a Disney whatever. And look at who she was competing against when she came out. She was against Britney. She was against mm-hmm. Christina. She was against all of them. Yeah, and she did great. She's still here. And she's still here. And I, mm, mad respect. Did you happen to check out Franz Nicolay? Uh, no. He was born in Center Sandwich, New Hampshire. He is a singer, songwriter. So he plays. Oh, yeah, the accordion, guitar, piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banjo and accordion. He's played with the Dresden Dolls, Against Me. The Hold Steady. Yep. Forgot about that guy. Sorry. That's I'm sorry, Franz. He's written a bunch of books, too. Hmm. Opera singer Patricia Rossette from hmm. Manchester. Gigi Allen, you're so bad. Amy Beach from Henniker, well, New a, Hampshire. That's a throwback. Woo. Well, it is, but she was a prodigy. Like, yeah. Before she turned two, she'd memorized dozens of songs and was composing waltzes by the time she turned five. Yeah, that's uh That's like some Mozart kinda you know, that's yeah. that's the prodigy stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's that's so, probably pretty special. So what's so what you got for your uh 
what you got for your give, mm. give me your Rushmore are you counting Dropkick Murphys all together or are you counting Al Barr I can count them all together I mean I think he's important I mean he's the main guy you know okay um so I'm probably gonna go with I say probably you did it's John Spencer yep same oh definitely RJD it's gotta be Ronnie James Dio same Hold the phone. Hold the phone. I'm going GG Allen. I'm doing it. Because. You still on? Yeah. So, you know who moved to New Hampshire at six? Uh. Adam Sandler? Yeah. Sure did. Yeah, but at the same time, I I mean, you know. He's a musician, dude. Yeah, but he moved there at six. It's like saying Tupac is from Baltimore. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're going to resurrect that Satan. Yes. Adam Sandler is not from, he's not from there. You're right. Yeah. I was wrong. Okay. You gotta do what you gotta do. I'm going Mandy Moore, RJD, Gigi Allen, John Spencer. Boom. Absolutely not on the Gigi. However, I'm gonna sub that with um, the Shags. That is not a bad. Not a bad. Not they bad. made an impact. Yeah, they did. They made an impact that we're still talking about. Nirvana. And all the... Frank Zappa loved them for their originality. It's not a bad choice. Well, coming to you from New Hampshire. You can live free or die. Doesn't matter to us. You punk bitches. GTFOH. <laughs> um, follow us wherever you, uh, wherever you're listening to us, uh, wherever you find our streaming services. Uh, if you want to email us at albumforthedy at gmail.com, why not? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at album the number four the day. And uh, you know, thanks for listening and. We'll see you when we see you. Trouble, 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 trouble. Looks like I've seen news of boo doo doo boo. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woo-hoo!